Is that good? I genuinely can't tell if that's good. Well, hello. It's Aiden Jones here, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. <sighs> For Tuesday the 6th of December, 2022. You doing good? You okay? You all right? You on top of it? It's December, mate. We're in the home stretch. Time to wrap it up. Whatever you've been doing in your year, it's over. You you know, you're out of time. So just fucking put it down and just appreciate what you have done. I'm telling myself this. I've, uh, I'm, I'm really, you know what? Right now, I feel really good. And, uh, like, I mean, it's a beautiful day. It's afternoon. It's like 3.45 in the afternoon. I've done some work today. I did a bunch of work yesterday, day job work. I've done some writing today and yesterday. I had a good gig last night. My girlfriend's back. We've been hanging out. It's awesome. We're planning for the future. All of this stuff. Um, and like last week I was talking about, you know, I, uh, I was stressing myself out about COVID and whether I had it or not and that I was sick and that I had all this stuff that I wanted to do and took a few days and felt like that relaxed me. But like, again, this week, you know, like I just, I put myself under a lot of pressure and, um, yesterday I, uh, yesterday I was yelling at myself again, <laughs> screaming, Aiden, you're a stupid cunt. And now I feel like a sad little boy. <laughs> Songs don't need a rhyme, dude. Sometimes they just communicate true feelings from the past. Yeah, man, yesterday I uh, got... A, a little package in the post. <laughs> um, I got the postcards that I like, just like designed for um, to send to people who donated to the crowdfunder for you had to be there. My Edinburgh documentary, and I got them nice on this like kind of silk weave paper, and they look really good. And I got them, and I fucking noticed. The front of them is just the logo. You had to be there on blue. And then the back is like a kind of water, watermark. What's the word? Like a washed out silhouette of the like skyline of the city of Edinburgh stylized with like the postcard layout. And I noticed on the front, because I designed them, I resized them from my friend's design. It's off center. No, oh, <laughs> it's not centered. The design and it's just, it's not like off-center in a way that you can be like, oh, cool. It's clearly, it's just slightly off-center enough to notice, but not enough to be like, this is a choice. It's clearly a mistake. And I had to throw them all in the fucking bin. And it just really upset me because I did that. I It was my fault. I and I saw that they were off center when I was designing them last week and putting them in the the file into the thing to get printed and I redesigned them so that they weren't off center and then somehow I guess I didn't upload that file so I they looked so good but they were just off center and I'm like I ca I can't I just can't send this out it's not 
good enough. And <laughs> it was just like I was doing so good, man. I was doing so good. Not in the sense I wasn't doing good in the sense that I, I wasn't giving myself like time and space, you know, to breathe and be relaxed. But I was doing so good in that I was like pushing myself and putting all this pressure on myself. And I was like, I haven't made a mistake yet. <laughs> So maybe after 31 years of existing in this state of just like pressurized like shame and and uh and just like anxiety and just like expectation or whatever the fuck it is that I do to myself and it just and it being bad and leading to me feeling unhappy maybe after 31 years I've learned to exist at that heightened state because it's been a week and I haven't fucked anything up and I've been doing it all. So maybe I don't need to relax. That's what I was starting to think. Maybe a relaxation is actually just for weak people. <laughs> and then I fucking get this delivery and I open them up in the after. It was like six in the afternoon and I was in between like working all day and then like showering to go do this gig and in mind that like I hadn't eaten yet and I was kind of hungry and that like I didn't want to be late for the gig and so I get the delivery and I'm like sick they're here you know things are moving and I open them up to look at them I'm like they look good it is kind of oh no nah, it's not noticeable oh no nah, it's totally noticeable and I just fucking oh went for it man <laughs> I really um I guess I don't realize just how much I yell at myself or like I'm angry or whatever because um, in my mind, I've done a reasonable job since being in this house of not flipping out all the time and yelling at stuff because I just, I don't want to be that person in the house who is yelling and having other people making them like jump or whatever, you know, like I just trying to be considerate of other people and their emotional states and not making the way I feel have to be the way that everyone feels. Um, so I feel, I feel like I've been reasonably good at that. But then the other day, my housemate was just like, did like an impression of me <laughs> flipping out. And I was like, well, clearly I haven't clipped that much of a lid on it. If he's able to, <laughs> if he's able to be like, oh yeah, I'm Aiden. <laughs> oh, damn it. You know when someone does an impression of you and you're just like, well, that's a part of me that I thought I kept hidden. <laughs> you know what? That might be a funny bit. Let me write that down. Let me write down in some, like, or well, what's the prompt for that? Like, friends impression. Um, reveals hidden secrets yeah let's see if i can fucking decipher that later you guys know when your friend does an impression of you and it reveals hidden secrets isn't that interesting i've had a great week man i've been feeling very good about well i don't know if i've been feeling good. right now i feel good i actually when i flipped out yesterday i was just like man have i been feeling good or have i been just 
stressed all week again and in denial of that fact and that this is the culmination of that. But I did a bunch of work last week, which felt great. I feel like I've achieved. I have achieved. It's so important. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Fucking tea temperature. Get fucked. Get fucked, man. It was so good. Yeah, I did a bunch of my day job work last week. Uh, the trial on Wednesday, thanks to a few people who came to that. The trial was a nightmare. <laughs> oh, God. It couldn't have been. It just felt so... I feel like I bombed for the whole 45-minute set. I mean, it was so helpful. Um, the main thing was a reminder for me to stop trying to take the show so seriously and just get back to writing jokes, which is what I'm trying to do, you know, the whole show. It just, it's jokes that go together. And uh, to not think too hard about the things that I'm trying to say or the message or whatever the fuck, you know, just keep it simple, man. Write the jokes. And that fairy wings bit that I was talking about last week, I think I was like trying to kind of examine it or go too in depth with it. And I was kind of moving away from what was actually funny about the bit, which is just the fucking, the photo, the story. It's funny. It's silly. It doesn't need to be serious. It doesn't need to say anything, you know, other than what it says on its own. It doesn't, I don't need to examine it so fucking in depth. So that's kind of cool that I had that moment. I'm going to pair that back a little bit and stop trying to have so much pressure beyond that story as like the crux of the show. And I'm just going to have it be fun and enjoy it. And I've written a bunch of other jokes. Um, I had a great set on Friday. Oh my God, Friday night. My mate, Dan Rosario, a dear friend and a great comic, had a bit of a fucking spill. <laughs> he showed up to the fucking show at the Coopers, lit up. He was so drunk. Dude, the first thing, he walked in and he just fucking gave me... Like, uh, he's like, not a high five, you know, like he shook my hand, but like arms up and the elbows down and he just fucking, I put my hand out for him and he just whack and like whipped my arm back and it hurt my shoulder and I was annoyed at him for a second and then he went over to someone else and gave him a big hug and then a and about like 30 seconds and I was like, oh, he doesn't realize that he did, like I was annoyed for a second. I was just like, why the fuck you got to hit it so hard, man? That hurt me, you fucking idiot. And then I was like, oh, he's so drunk. He actually has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> and then he came back to me and he was like taking a selfie with me. He was like, bro, get a selfie with me, bro. And then he um, went up to the guy running the show and he just, he was on first, second. He goes, oi, bro, I might bomb, hey. <laughs> I was like, killer, man. Yeah, nice. And boy, did he. <laughs> I mean, wasn't even that bad, but I hope he's okay with me talking like this. But I mean, he did the set. So, and I've spoken to him about the set was it was like my kind of analysis. It was actually very interesting because it kind of laid bare to me a little bit of like, not a weakness, but like just maybe something that he's still working through as a comic, which is that he's talking about really interesting stuff with race and the, the fact you know, that he's 
Indian and but raised in Australia and he talks about race and about white people and that's that's the audience so that's inevitably who he's going to talk to um but in quite a confrontational way because that's his personality and when he went on he was drunk and he he took all, he kind of started riffing and took these risks with the riffs that and they didn't pay off and the crowd didn't hate him but they were kind of like oh a bit weird and then he tried to go back into his material, but the material is so confrontational anyway that the charm that normally carries it wasn't there because he kind of started on the back foot by taking these risks with the with the um, impromptu stuff that he was saying. And so then the material kind of fell flat. It was very interesting to watch and to watch someone who was also like operating two or three beats behind their normal because of the drunk so it was really interesting to kind of watch him try and deal with that and yeah and it just made me like i guess think a little bit more about his material you know like i wouldn't have i guess had to consider that his material is quite confrontational without having seen that set so that's kind of cool um and then i went after him and just fucking shit on him for half my set about how drunk he was and that he's a dickhead or whatever (laughs) and then did my set i had a great set that night what did I do on Thursday? I had fucking... Did I have another set on Thursday? What did I do on Thursday? Oh, yeah, I did that. Ah, fuck it. I did some open mic on Thursday. Whatever. I've been feeling great about the jokes that I've been writing. Um, what else do I want to say? How, you know, like a song that is like not really a song that you like but it just, the opening riff somehow gets stuck in your head. That was me just then. Down, 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 don't you want to be an ocean in the sea? I did, 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 did. But you want to make it because you can't take it. And I, I don't like that song. And if you like it, well, that's fine. But I not, it's not for me, you know? There's something about that opening riff that it just it's it's like a rhythm that you would hit in your life normally and then when you do you remember the riff another one for me is spit shine by earth boy whatever i used to always think about that when i used to make coffee something about the i think that that rhythm i used to always like tap when i was like getting the coffee grounds in the thing and tapping it against the bench, bum, 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 bum. that was like the rhythm of it. It always made me think of that song. So whenever I used to work in cafes, I used to end up putting that album on Spit Shine by Earth Boy. Anyway, it's neither here nor there, really, is it? Oh, the fucking World Cup, man. What am I doing? Aiden, Australia. You know what? I guess maybe it still is just the World Cup fucking with my sleep and maybe I can let myself off the hook in terms of like you know what i've noticed about me that i i might be starting to turn around on i really am so resistant to the idea that external forces might influence my life in all like like i've been forever i've been so skeptical of the idea of like a national character like you know that that there might be a difference between people generally in Australia versus the UK versus Europe versus Asia versus whatever. 
like people go when you're doing comedy and people are like, oh, what's the different sense of humor? I'm always like, nothing. There's no difference. Fuck off. Because I guess I don't like the idea that something might be out of my control. So I'm like, no, I can do the same jokes everywhere. It's just a language barrier. That's the only thing. But the more I... Like, there has to be a difference in the national character and the stories we tell ourselves and and the things that we share culturally that influence the way that we think and experience the world, right? And by the same token... I think I'm hesitant to just allow myself to be like, man, I've been watching the World Cup. It's something different. It's in my life. It's every day. I'm staying up late. My sleeping pattern is... I'm not staying up late every night, but I'm staying up late a bit, you know? Especially last week, I was staying up late watching a lot of games. and and But I just... When it comes down to, like, how I feel day to day, though, I'm so, like, opposed to just factoring that into the equation and going, well, maybe the idea... Maybe the reason I feel stressed a bit is because I'm not sleeping as much or I'm sleeping differently. <laughs> like why, why can't I just let myself have that? Because I don't want to, I don't want anything in my life to suffer while the world cup's on, but I still want to be able to enjoy all. I just want everything all at once, all the time. <sighs> I'm tempted to make that the title of the podcast this week, but it's kind of everything all at once, all the time, but it's kind of too similar to, what is it? All of th- what that title of that movie? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, no, 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 no. That will not be the title of this week's podcast. But man, Australia last week, hey, Thursday morning, fucking two a.m., eight thousand people in Fed Square. I wasn't there. I kind of wish I was there. I uh, I went to the. Um, Great Northern Hotel with some friends. It was great to watch the game with mates. Really nice, you know. A few old friends, good friends. Bumped into a couple other mates or whatever. It was really cool. And just to see Australia win that game, I mean, Matthew Leckie, that fucking goal. The double cutback on his own, threw on goal, two defenders bearing down on him, cuts back onto his right. You think he's fucked it. Cuts back onto his left. The defender's in front of him. He steps across. There's something about that forwards instinct, man, that you know the rhythm of when the defender's like lunging out and you know their legs are about to be open that you shoot then. So it goes through when their legs are going to be open to go through the legs. And he fucking, it was perfect. I mean, that was, that's got to be one of the great goals in Australian football history, right? Nestled, nestled in the bottom right corner. How he beat the fucking keeper on that as well. I, I mean, I know you're supposed to go across goal, but like the angle is so tight to get it away from the keeper's hands, but still inside the post from the top of the fucking box through the defender's legs. It's just incredible stuff. And we fucking lost it. And oh, baby. Then the rest of that game for the next 30, 35 minutes is just agony, dude. It's when you've got something to lose. Like when we went up against France, I was like, great. But then they came back and I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. And the rest of that game, like it sucked and I was tired, but it wasn't excruciating and painful. It was just like, yeah, we're going to lose against France. Fine. And Tunisia, you know, 
it was like, oh, we're beating Tunisia, that's sick, and I want us to win, but also I kind of think we're going to lose to Denmark in a few days anyway, so that's fine. But I got up and I went to the Denmark game, and that's the thing, man. Going and watching, especially at this World Cup, the times of the games, 2 and 6 p.m., 2 and 6 a.m., 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., going to the game is just an equation of like, like how bad will it be if I don't go and we win? If we versus if I do go and we lose. If I go and we lose, sure. But if we win and I don't go, it's like you've missed something really special. Um and it was when we won 2 a.m. Fuck, it was so good. Everyone singing and dancing. And then after the game outside the pub, you know, still just winding down, getting ready to leave and just like dancing and shouting, fuck you, Denmark, fuck you, France. Oh my God, with France as well, fielding their fucking B team that if, if, because uh, what was it? Was it Tunisia? No, we won and Tunisia also won. Yeah, but if we had gone, if we had drawn and Tunisia had won, then they would have gone through. Um, some friends of mine saying stuff like, you know, the reason that France fielded their B team so that Tunisia could beat them was to get us back for those submarines last year. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, but then it was just the, the thing that was so exciting. And I mean, you know this if you're in Australia. Um, 8,000 people at Federation Square at 2 a.m. on a Thursday. And then the fucking game against Argentina in the last 16 is 6 a.m., on Sunday morning, so Saturday night, I'm like, if it was 8,000 on a Thursday morning at 2am, what's it going to be on Saturday night, Sunday morning? I was so fucking excited. I got up at 4.15am, sorry, 4.45am for a 6am kickoff, rode my bike into town, got to Fed Square at like quarter past five. It was already full, the 10,000 capacity. There were probably 15,000 of us at Amy Park. We all walked down the road, went there with my dear friend Matthew and just like... Oh, and a few others, Raf. Um, I don't even know why I'm saying names. Peter. <laughs> Peter's girlfriend. Went down to Amy Park. The view was kind of shit, but nice to be around people. And again, like, man, when Australia scored, if that was the, oh my God, if we had just fucking held on and got that last chance. When fucking Garane Kual, 18-year-old, never started a game of senior football, it's become like a, a meme at this point to say that because he still has never started a game of senior football. And then he went on in, a, in the World Cup in the last 16 for Australia with fucking 10 minutes to go, and the last chance in the game fell to him. And he's turned the defender on the edge of the box, and he shot. I fucking saw some Twitter comment yesterday below the video of him shooting and the save from the keeper that was just like a near post save. It's such a hard shot. Some fucking loser going, it was a shit shot. Garbage. Should have scored from there. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? First of all, he's 18. He's in a World Cup. He's never started a game of senior football before. He's got a goal, a, a chance in on goal with like the last action of the game. And he manages to turn the defender to get himself a shot away at the near post and gets it on target. And like it just is saved by the keeper's flapping hand. Shit shot. Fuck you, man. Oh, it was incredible. Ugh. Some people are never fucking happy, are they? Australia get through to the fucking last 16 in a World Cup. Argentina 
pre-tournament favourites that we go two down, get one back, goal in the last minute, uh, shot in the last minute. Oh, fucking shit. Bullshit. It's like, when will you be fucking happy, cunt? What, what do you need? What is it? You know? Oh, that made me... Can you just give it up for him for a fucking second? <laughs> I don't know if I'm really angry at that. I don't know if... I don't know what I need. What do I need? <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, Aiden. I'm really proud. I'm proud of the boys. I've, I've felt a swell of national pride, man. And maybe this is it. Talking about nationhood and talking about different cultures and experiences is like, I felt so proud to be an Australian football fan in the last week. That's what the Socceroos, that's what the Socceroos gave me and all Australian football fans. The marginalised, you know, from being in high school and playing football and having fucking footy players call you call us soccer poofs because we had to share a dressing room with them before training and they're like, yeah, soccer poofs. And then we would go out and fucking win games at the weekend and they would lose every week. But because our school in Adelaide was just on the dick of AFL so hard, they would still get all these fucking funding and money and be walking around the school with their footy going to classes because you're allowed to do that because it's like a more important sport for some fucking reason. You know? To be and then to be like the marginalized code and to have people from other countries come over here and be like, Daily's fucking shit. Or Daily, hey, that's fucking rubbish, isn't it, mate? I mean, your league is got you, it's trash, mate. It's rubbish, isn't it? And just not take us seriously. Fuck you. Maybe I'm a little grumpy. Oh, I'm not grumpy. I'm just defensive and proud to have that. Man, to beat Denmark, to get out of that group. Denmark, France, Tunisia, Australia. Everyone putting us forth. Everyone putting us forth in that fucking group, man. And then some of those videos, there was a video of uh, like that that big big room, like house electro remix of The Land Down Under with the start of the video just being fucking some blogger losers before the World Cup going, oh, and yeah, we'll put Australia last in that group, yeah. And then the remix and then the fucking goal against Denmark. And just being like, guess what? Fuck you. 8,000 people at Federation Square. You know what? What fucking... People in the UK talk shit. What fucking British football fan would get up at 2am to watch their team in a group game at the World Cup? I, I actually don't even think that many fucking dogs would and miss a day of work. It's such a commitment to miss a day of work. And you're like, oh, you don't even watch it. It's like, you try fucking watching it when it's 2 a.m. on a fucking Wednesday night. Oh, I am defensive, aren't I? I keep slipping back into this, whatever. It was great. The pride. You know what? This week's podcast is going to be called Australia. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Australia, like Australia exclamation mark, and then fuck you <laughs> exclamation mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that. <laughs> mm. 
Oh, dude, at Amy Park there was a fucking streaker. I'll put that on the uh, on the on the Instagram at Sitting Under Podcast for anyone. Um, there was a fucking streaker at Amy Park. It's so funny, like, cause at Amy Park, it's it's you know what is it like a twenty five thousand seat stadium, and they just wheeled out screens onto the pitch so that people could watch it there because it was just a big enough venue. And there was a streaker at like it was just an empty pitch with a bunch of screens on and this guy still streaked on the pitch and <laughs> got chased down by security and the security aware dude security should have cleats on hey like that would be smart they've just got their black shoes like like you know dress shoes whatever and uh so the streaker runs out onto the pitch and then the guys are following him and he stops and the fucking dude because he's in black dress shoes falls over <laughs> In front of like 15,000 people. And everyone cheered and then they caught him and they got him. And, you know, oh, it was so good, man. I love a streaker. And it was good luck because like three minutes later, Australia scored the goal to pull it back against Argentina before that fucking disgusting, pathetic miss loser. Oh, it was great. I had a lovely day on Saturday. Play. Oh, man. I went to the, after that, went to, uh, Carlton to the AstroTurf pitch that we've been playing on. A bunch of boys had a sesh playing football, went home and slept for a bit and then just went back out. Oh, no, sorry, that was Sunday. Fuck. Sunday morning, that was the game. Saturday day, though, woke up. What did I do on Saturday? I can't remember what I did in the morning. But 2.30, went out and played... uh, Played a bit of um, football with the boys. Had like a four-hour sesh and then went to dinner at Universal Bar. Got these massive palmers that they have. And then uh, just like stood on the street, like on the side of the street on Ligon Street. Saturday afternoon, there was a buzz. We hadn't lost the game yet, so we were still in the World Cup and people were wearing football shirts and we were talking about where we were going to go to watch it. Fed Square, all of that. And um, Fed Square, this and that. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Spanian this week. Um, he always says this and that. Fed square, this and that, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, we just stood on the edge of the edge of the street, just talking shit for like an hour and a half, making fun of each other. It was so great. My friend really got me as I left. We've been like, he's such an argumentative fucking, and he's an idiot. We were talking about like, he's a right wing dude. But also, he doesn't really know what left-wing and right-wing politically, like what they mean, you know? So he's like, yeah, I'm right-wing. But then I was like, at dinner, we were like, all right, but like, what is... And he's like, I hate left-wing. Can't believe you voted Labour, bro. And we were like, what is left-wing though? Like, can you define it? And he was like, you know, like left-wing, like liberal, like fucking... And we're like, yeah, but like, what is it? The Greens, but like what, like what defines, what does the term left wing actually mean? And he kind of like stopped for a second and he just goes, abortion. (laughs) Uh, Man, I mean, he really doesn't know, you know, like fucking lockdowns and shit. Whatever. Um, 
but you know, he was he he was like I was ripping on him. He was ripping on me. This is a dude who's just not afraid to die on a random hill. You know, he's like, man, like at one point he goes, South America, man, it's shit. It's the worst worst food. Name one food from South America. <laughs> he just like, and we're like, where where's this coming from? He's like, name name one, name one good food from South America. Come on, you can't you can't do it. And then I'm just like, well, you fucking, you're Turkish. Turkish shit. He's like, bro, what the fuck? Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the funniest cunt. And he got me because as I was leaving, he just goes, love you, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, is that a bit? Or is that like, is he just trying to get me to say I love you back to him? Or is he saying it genuinely? I didn't know, so I just turned around and like tapped my heart on my chest and they all just started laughing. <laughs> oh man, it was so sick. I got home and just fucking slept like a baby after four hours of playing soccer in the sun. Ah, oh, I don't know, man. Just like real disjointed this week. I don't know that there's any real fucking narrative or arc to anything that I've said, but... I've had a lot of nice stuff happen and uh, and and it's a bummer that I flipped out yesterday. My housemate was able to kind of pull me back off the brink when I got those cards. I got those postcards and I saw that they were wrong and I fuck, fuck, fucking you know, and I chucked them in the bin and fucking punched myself in the leg. Fuck. And I saved one so that when he came out of his room, I could show him and be like, look what happened. Because <laughs> I'm such a fucking baby. Um, and he was like, what do you mean? What's wrong? I'm like, I oh, fucked it up. He's like, yeah, of course you fucked it up. Because you were probably doing a million other things at the same time. And I was like, but I shouldn't. And I just I started laughing. I was just like, why am I like this? And he's like, there, that's the question. Not... Why did I do this? But why do I do this? And I was like, oh, shut up. Let me scream at myself. Yeah. Don't know, mate. Don't know. I'm not going to solve it this week. That's for fucking sure. Hey, by the way, if you know anyone in the Northern Territory, in Alice Springs, Catherine, Tennant Creek, or Darwin, I should say there's any other Darwin, Catherine, Tennant Creek, or Alice Springs, in that order, I'm doing comedy in those places next week. If you know anyone at all, at this point, it doesn't even have to be like you got a friend there. Literally, if you know anyone in those places, the, there's a, a link enough, I reckon, for you to be like, Oi, this comic whose podcast I listen to, he's real funny. He's coming to town in one of your places. Send him to AidenJonesComedy.com. All the gigs, all the links to those gigs that are on sale, they're all there on my website. Um, also follow me if you don't already Aiden Jones Comedy sitting under podcast for the podcast stuff I'll put that video of the streaker on there I'll put I'll probably think of some other fucking some of those uh, text to image things on there this week I like that was fun last week hey when I put those up check them out man if you haven't I think what I might do is when I write the description for the podcast episode just uh, oh that's funny Oh, whatever. Anyway, I think when I um, do the description for the podcast episode, I'll just, uh, I'll chuck that into the text to image generator and um, see what it spits out. 
you know, bit of fun. I just like using those things. Um, give the podcast a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening at. Five stars. Come on, baby. I think we're on 18 reviews right now. Get us up to 20 by the end of the year. 20 reviews. I get... I'm still... The podcast has had a bit of a dip lately, but it's still on 60 listeners a week. Is like as low as it's going. I know there's that many of you listening. So if you're listening and you haven't reviewed it, go on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to it. Give me a five-star review, all right? Help me get the podcast out to more people. Um, and other than that, have a great rest of your week. December's coming, man. We're here. We're doing it. There's only a little bit of the year left. So try and chill and watch some fucking World Cup games, man. There's two weeks left. All right. That's it. I'm Aiden Jones. I've been sitting under a tree. Peace.